just want to give you a bit of an insight into this podcast. We're a bunch of unique individuals, Poochie and myself. We're going to engage you with our minds and our hearts. We're going to exchange ideas, thoughts, and even our energy. And to speak from our heart, you need to have courage. You need to be honest and authentic. We're not always going to get it right, and sometimes you're not going to agree with it. But that's okay, because just like you, we care. Just like you, we're passionate. So if you want to come along for the ride, join in on the podcast. Welcome back to episode five of Jack Pooch and Pals. I'm Jack Davey. And I'm Pooch Wazewski. And today we don't have any pals on the podcast. Just the two of us were doing a, something a little different, something special. Yeah, a little bit special, naughty boy. <laughs> uh, it's been an exciting last couple of weeks since we uh, last caught up. Uh, yeah, yeah. You could say that. Yeah, I haven't been doing anything, so what about you? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, what, been working, went to... Spilt milk last weekend. Yeah, a couple of shows down there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was your What was your get up? What What'd you wear? Oh, had some something funky. Yeah, Doc Martens, a turtleneck under the t shirt. Turtleneck under the t shirt. Had the bum bag on as well. Yeah. What you, the blue wiggle? The blue wiggle. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. How about your two weeks? You get some rehab done. Ah, uh, yeah. A little bit of rehab, a little bit of walking, stuff like that, but. The best rehab's coming home of a of a night at about four o'clock and jumping on the PlayStation with me, uh, great mate Daly, and um, yeah, that puts a smile on my face every day. It makes my ears bleed a little bit. Yeah, you gotta love that. So, I guess we'll explain what um, what the whole idea is about this episode. It's not a a milestone episode or anything, but it's a a milestone date in terms of yourself. Um, yeah. Coming up to, I think today is twelve months to the date. Yeah, or, yeah, yep, yep. Since my uh, my accident, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, what we wanted to do was just get the the listeners a better understanding of the whole situation. Um, we got some questions to ask as well at the end, and just pretty much, yeah, explain what's happened in this the 12 months since that accident so yeah. um i guess we'll start off right from the start so going back to 7th of december 2018 we were going on a camping trip you want to take it from there um yeah so we went down on the 7th of december down to wherever moama side weren't we yeah yeah and um me you daily knob went camping um yeah, then we got woke up the next morning. It's bloody hot already. Uh, decided to go for a swim. Um, just dive in the water and um, yeah. Then I was face down for two or three minutes, and then I think it was daily. Yeah, it would have been daily. Yep. I uh, ran in and sort of pulled me out. Um, and then yeah, from there it wasn't a blur, but things went pretty quick for me. Probably would have felt like an eternity for you boys. Yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, I remember daily on the phone abusing the ambulance lady because she because he couldn't spell where we were, and uh, I remember hearing Nob just roar off in the Triton, yeah, the Triton, yeah, um, and yeah. But and then obviously I got airlifted. Um, I don't remember getting into the ambulance and stuff, but I remember um, 
the half, I sort of woke up in and out of the ambulance ride down to Melbourne, where I went to the Austin, uh, no, the Alfred, Alfred, Alfred yeah, yeah, I went to the Alfred Hospital, uh, where they performed two surgeries down there on me, one on the front of my neck and one on the back of my neck, where they took bone from my um, ankle and from my hip um, to put into my neck. Um, yeah, so I ended up shattering my C5 and um, broke my C4. Um, yeah. And yeah. then from there, it was like, oh, I can't remember the first probably month that I was at the Alfred and Austin. Um, and then, yeah, on halfway through January, I ended up going to the to the Austin Hospital, Royal Talbot sort of part of the Austin Hospital, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the the actual injury, like it wasn't a diving into the water per se. It wasn't like you were jumping off a, sort of like a, a tree dive. or yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah, well, I don't know what I hit my head on. If it was the bank, it, I think it might have been something that was just floating past. But yeah, I don't know because I had like um, like cuts on my head. Yeah, so yeah. that sort of like gave me the impression that it was not the bank. Yeah, yeah. But you never know, like. The Murray's that that cloudy and dirty. Yeah, you just it's not like being at the beach where you can sort of just see straight down. Yeah. yeah, and I just remember the night before we checked the water and everything. I think Daly was in there. Daly was in there that morning actually fishing. So yeah, that was that was like for us the read. Like it just made it so strange what was actually going on. Like, yeah, hard to believe. Yeah, yeah, I know. It was just oh, you wouldn't wish it on anybody. Like, no, the feeling that you get is just terrible. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember the boat pulling up with the? Yeah, I remember the boat pulling up. Yeah. With the two paramedics. Yeah, on, on the boat. Yeah. yeah, I thought Daly was going to try and get with one of them, but <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> no. So yeah, down to Austin. Um, shared rooms there. Yeah, that was great fun. <laughs> so. It's sort of like a prison sort of setup where you sort of have a cellmate in a way. Yeah. Um, and at first I got put with like an 80-year-old uh, Asian man who, well, very little English. Yeah, I remember that bloke. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was that was great fun. Like those times there where he'd be like walking around in his robe and, you know, on the back of the road there's no, no back. So he didn't, didn't have any underwear on, so he's walking around with his ass hanging out. And I'm just like sitting there like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and then like one other time, he um, walked out into like the hallway and his robe fell down. And because he was on like a walking frame, he was just like walking around nothing on, like up and down like the hallway, oh. trying to find a nurse and all that. Like, this girl's obviously like real tough as well. Like, oh, it, was just, it was just a strange, strange man. <laughs> sure. But yeah, no. Nah. Well, that would have been still a little bit better than the setup you had it before that at the hospital. Yeah, the Austin hospital. That was yeah. So there was like four people to a room, and I could get no sleep. The nurses are good, but at night they don't care if they wake you up. Yeah. Stuff like that. So you get like no like zero sleep. You hear what everyone's saying to each other. Like oh, it's just the worst. Yeah. Yeah, shocking. And then I see you. That would have been. Even worse, if you can even remember it. Um, yeah, there's certain things I can remember, like um, Dad nearly got in a fight with one of the male nurses one night because I was in so much pain and he just wasn't doing anything. Um, another time, like one of the ICU, like another male ICU nurse, 
I had like all these like needles in my arms. Um, and he was like, I was asleep and, and I woke up and he's just like ripping them out. Oh, and I was like, what the fuck is going on here? But yeah, it's just, oh, it was just a weird experience. Yeah. Yeah. Shocking. So in terms of the rehab you were doing while you're at the actual hospital. So Austin, was that anything just like um, getting out of the bed sometimes and yeah, getting out of the bed and getting into the chair, which is like a hoist transfer. Yeah. So like I actually didn't do anything. Um, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Be awesome. Yeah. And then as soon as we got to Royal Talbot, you do like physio twice a week or once a week towards the end of my stay. Um, and like OT twice or once a week and yeah. Yeah. But, um, a lot more in the chair when you're at the Talbot. Yeah. It's a big jump because at the Austin, they don't care if you're in your chair or not. Yeah. But as soon as you get to Royal Talbot, yeah, it's like in your chair 24 seven. If you're not, then like they make you get in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, at least it gets you going. Yeah, exactly. Um, so while you were down at the Talbot, you like you started getting out, like out and about. Yeah, I went to the footy a couple of times, uh, stuff like that. Yeah, 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 which no. is good because just gives you something else to do because you're in like it's legit like you're in four walls the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, getting out and about is good. Like went to the movies and stuff. Like one day with you and Daily and see like Avengers or whatever it was. Yeah. And like cinemas there are elite because like every chair is like a client. Yeah. So it's don't unreal. need to pay extra for gold class. Yeah. yeah. No, it's awesome. Yeah. So how'd you find that getting out? Um, it's hard. Like at first, um, yeah, I wasn't able to transfer into a car. So I had to get like taxis and stuff like that. And they're annoying. Like I remember I went to the Melbourne United, went and watched them play one day. And what's that street where Collingwood are? Like football club in like Melbourne. Oh, um, Victor, uh, Olympic Parade. Yeah, I think, yeah. That's, I think that's it. And um, I was in like a power chair when I was going out because I wasn't allowed in my manual chair when I was out yet. And like this taxi's pulled up and he's like, oh, get in. Like, and you have to like drive up. But I couldn't get in to the actual taxi because there was no like, like, little dip in the gutters or anything that yeah. I could go down. Yeah. It was just like straight off and I would have fallen out of my chair. So I had to like drive about 15 metres back down the road, go down this little dip and then drive like in the bike lane like on that road, like 30 metres, 40 metres to get to the taxi and then get in. It's just like shocking. It was so hard, but like by the end I was able to transfer in, in and out of like any sort of car, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when you were with me in daily in yeah, drive, yeah. <laughs> in your mum's car, yeah, I didn't think we were getting you back in when we, we yeah, left the movie. It, it was shocking. Yeah. I was that tired by that stage. And <laughs> I remember you and daily just pushing on my arse, just trying, <laughs> trying to get me up. It was the hardest thing, yeah. Oh, it's great fun. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, getting around in Mel, like when you're in Melbourne, getting around in the wheelchair, was that? That easy, like in the like big shopping centers and that, like um, it's hard. Uh, it's hard when people sort of just like cut cut off because it's like hard to stop. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's like not like you can't just slam on brakes. Like you have to sort of like, and if you do it like hold too hard, it burns your hands, the wheels. Yeah. So yeah, it's like hard when people like cut in front of you and stuff like that. But yeah. Yeah. 
So the rehab, they got Dean into it straight away once he got to the tail bit. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So it's like the first week. I got there on Friday, which is pretty crap because you don't know anybody and it's like a Friday and you don't have any like of the physios or OTs around or anything. But yeah, so then from there on, I did it for like two two physio sessions a week and stuff like that. Um, and like that first physio consisted of like just sitting up. Yeah, yeah. Like trying to sit up. Like I still struggle to sit up now because my like ab muscles aren't all there. But um, yeah, it was sort of just like trying to move. That makes sense. Same with like OT. It was like picking up coins and like just small functions. Oh, it was it was the most annoying thing because you knew you could do it, but you can't do it. Yeah, like at the yeah. start, like your hands just don't go with what your brain wants them to do. Yeah. So that's right. Really, really, that was really frustrating. Like it was even just like trying to hold cards in my hand, pick up cards off the table and stuff. Like oh, like it was picking up blocks and stacking them. Yeah. It was like. And it sort of makes you feel like you're two years old. Yeah. Because like it's what a two-year-old does. Yeah, because it's stuff that you've grown up doing yeah, as and, a given. And I've already completed it, so it's like, why, why do I have to do this shit yeah, again? Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like, physio was annoying as well because, like, it's just trying to move. And, yeah. like, when you've been moving for the last 19 or 18 years or whatever, when it happened, like, oh, it was so annoying. Like, not being able to just, like, you just want to stand up and walk. Yeah. But like you just, you know, your brain's telling you you can, but your body just doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, when do you think that you got, like, the small things back, like brushing your teeth and. Um, probably about a month and a half in. Yeah. I was able to brush my teeth, um, use a fork and stuff. At that stage, I was wearing, like, this palmer pocket sort of thing. So, it would, like, go over your hand and the fork would, like, slot into it. Yeah. But, um, I. I didn't really use that for long. Like it was pretty quick that I was back into using a fork. Yeah. Um, I've never really learned to use a knife again, so I still like get sort of, some things cut up. Um, but I can can use it to cut up like stuff that isn't hard. Like I can't cut up steak and that. Yeah. So anything tough when you yeah. got to use a bit more strength. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. And because my left hand's not as good as my right hand, like my left hand's pretty much closed like all the time. Um, so it makes it hard to like hold things yeah and I got like a finger that doesn't move on my left hand as well so that's that's very annoying but um yeah yeah so um once you got all that back do you, like do you get that little bit of that little bit of sense of um like independence back as well yeah yeah for sure so like i was getting fed by someone else for like two months what well, was probably more like four months three months yeah, yeah. and that's like the most annoying thing in the world because like just like fuck off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't want anybody to do anything for yeah. you. Yeah. Um, and that's like really annoying. Um, and then like you end up spilling stuff on yourself because like they miss your mouth or whatever. But yeah, it's really, really, really annoying that. Um, but soon like that sort of makes you stride to be able to complete like a little task. Yeah, because so you, you want can it back. do. Yeah, yeah. You want don't you don't want someone feeding you? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. Once you got like once you started doing the small things and got that back, what did the physio and OT? What did that become after? Um, so that more became like trying to transfer from like bed to chair, chair to bed, yeah, stuff like that. Um, trying to build up muscles. Um, OT sort of became more like harder things, like uh, I don't even know now. Like there's certain 
like blocks and stuff that are a bit bit heavier, a bit harder, like weights for your wrists and stuff like that. Also, no that, like I remember the the play doh thing. Like, yeah, 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 exactly. Like stuff like that. It's sort of a bit more complex. Um, and then about three and a half months in, I reckon, or about three month mark, I um, gained movement back in my legs. So then um, physio sort of became about like what I can do with my legs. Um, so like if I could sort of like half stand. Um, if I could move them at all, stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. So, down at the Talbot, you were saying, like, going into it, you had the old cellmate. Um, yeah. It was, like, I can't even remember how far into it we ended up moving into the, um, the self-contained out the back. The old yeah, flight. so I was pretty stiff because usually, like, after a month and a half, because, like, people just filter in and out. So usually after like a month and a half that you're there, you get your own room. Um, but like infectious patients kept coming in, so they had to like have a room to themselves. So it was like not until like three, three and a half months that I got my own room. Um, and then from there, I was only in it for like a week and a half. And then they put me in a unit out back because they had bath, um, like bathroom renovations or something they had to do in the like in the building. So I got like a little outhouse sort of thing, like a little. It was basically like a little unit, yeah, like a two-bedroom yeah. unit that I was in for like the rest of my stay there. And that was like so good because you didn't have anybody pissing you off. You didn't have anybody like interrupting you and stuff like that. Like you didn't have to deal with anybody else's bullshit. But yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was good. And like the nurses were hardly there apart from meds. And... Yeah, exactly. Unless like I called them. Yeah. yeah. They weren't there at all. So it was like unreal. Yeah. yeah. Got the PS4 down there. Or yeah, got the PS4 down there. Seshed out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that that was unreal going from... Like, but that, like, PS4, like, when you think about it, it's one of the best things that's probably happened for my hands because, like, the amount of, like, shit you have to move to, like, play, like, 2K or FIFA <laughs> or whatever, like, it's actually helped my hands, like, a fair bit. Yeah, like, no, for sure. Because, yeah, definitely. Is this what, like, four buttons, a thumb yeah. sticks, like, <laughs> That's, like, that's, that's on, what I like yeah. to tell anybody anyway. <laughs> so it doesn't seem like I'm just spending my whole life on it. Doing rehab, mum. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's that's unreal because it was like almost the sense of being home, yeah, home away was. from home, yeah. kind of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like you stayed a couple of nights. Like dad stayed every now and then. Mum stayed a couple of times, I think. Like, and Maya would stay when she'd come down and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes it a whole lot easier, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you also made some friends down at Talbot as well? Yeah, so at the start, I made friends with like a 70-year-old bloke called Barry. Um, yeah, we got along pretty well. Um, he sort of come up and spoke to me like as soon as I got to Royal Talbot. Um, then he left about halfway through my stay there. And that was like pretty sad actually because like he was the main one I'd speak to. And without him there, it sort of like dawns on you that shit, I don't really know anybody else. Yeah. Um. So I sort of like kept to myself for like another two, three weeks after that, and then one of my, my good friends, who I'm still friends with now, Tim, he came in, and at first, like, we didn't really talk. Um, I thought he was a bit of a loser. Like, yeah, just covered in tats and that. I was sort of like shit myself, like maybe about me if I try and talk to him. <laughs> he looks like pretty hard nut, but um, yeah. In the end, we got on like a house on fire. Like, talk about footy, talk about anything. He's a keen punter like myself so <laughs> that worked um and yeah we really hit it off and yeah yeah no it makes it easier as well just having 
the outlet. Yeah, someone exactly. In a similar situation. Yeah, so you can sort of bounce things off him. What's what's going on? What's not going on? Like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And he was his injury was just a little bit lower than mine, so he had some more upper body movement. Yeah. So yeah, but it sort of was good because I could see what he was doing with his upper body, and I was sort of challenged myself to get to where he was with it. So yeah, that little being able to push yourself to like competing. Yeah, up. yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, so being in the situation you were and being, you know, away from home for seven months, six months. Yeah, six or seven months. Yeah, yeah. you'd probably get in in some dark mental spaces. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, definitely. So when I first did my injury, like in that first month, it was a bit of a blur, but there was times there, like, I don't know if I was hallucinating or what, like if it was the meds or something was doing to me, but like I was having dreams, like I'd be in Bendigo and I'd be like running around with like my friends and that, or I'd be like playing footy and stuff. And then like I'd almost like my dream like rolled into me waking up. So like it was like I had to run back to Melbourne or like catch a taxi back to Melbourne and then climb back into this bed and then like act like I wasn't very able to move. Like that's what was like I was going through my head at first. Um and then after that, like when I sort of got, was awake a bit more, yeah, that's when it really dawns on you that, shit, I can't move at all. Um, so at first, like I could barely move my arms and um, that sort of plays on you because you're like, you literally can't move. So yeah, like you can talk, you can sort of move your head, but that's about it. And yeah, so some mental demons start kicking in then thinking like, shit, I might, might not be able to move again. Um, and then about a month and a half in at the Austin, a doctor came up to me and basically said that I'd never be able to walk again. Um, and I like, wouldn't be able to use my arms very much. Um, so that sort of makes you think, well, fuck, what's the point of me being alive? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was in a pretty dark place then for a couple of weeks. Um, but like the support I got from like mum, dad, my sister, my partner and that was like immense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you start thinking like, what happens if I have kids and stuff? Like I won't be able to kick the footy with them. Like I won't be able to play cricket with them. I won't be able to do anything with them. So that was going through my head a fair bit as well. Um, but yeah, yeah. 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 No. So it's like, Yeah. Pretty shit. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then when I started, like, things get real tough, like, when you're trying to do basic things. Like, they still are now. Like, the other day I was on the floor trying to do stuff in physio. And I'm thinking, like, what the fuck? Why can't I do this? Like, it's not that hard of a movement. Like, why can't I just roll a certain way or do something like this? But your body just doesn't allow you. Yeah. Like, it just – your brain's thinking it. You're trying to do it, and it's just not getting to where that certain thing is. But – um, when the doctor sort of told me that I wasn't going to be able to walk, I sort of went in the mindset of, well, fuck them. I'm going to be able to, and I can now. Like, not great, but at least I, I can stand. I can, like, um, walk on crutches for, like, 15 metres, 20 metres before I have to sit down. Yeah. Stuff like that. So, yeah, and it's only going to get stronger. Like, I'm only, a, only, like, a year into my rehab, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the main thing, like, just – beaten what you get told and that's always in whatever like 
in whatever situation where people tell you you can't do something, it's always the first thing is to Yeah, you've got to be determined, I guess, to yeah. sort of prove them wrong. And, like, I sort of feel I was pretty determined before my accident and pretty, like, wanted if I couldn't if I got told I couldn't do something I was going to be able to do it yeah yeah um and yeah so that sort of set me in good good mindset I think because I reckon if I had went went in the with went in with the mindset of like oh well he's told me I won't can't do it like May I won't well even, give up. yeah I'll give up yeah then like I wouldn't be where I am today um in like terms of rehab and like my progress so yeah like being determined enough it sort of like pushed me to I feel like being able to use my legs and stuff yeah yeah no that's the best mindset to be in when you're like that when you're in that situation yeah exactly yeah Yeah. and it's like like you were saying 12 months into it and you see like you read stories or see stories where people that don't walk for years and then you know five years later they start walking again. yeah exactly so yeah yeah so you're only it's only going to get better like it's the more that you walk and the more that you strengthen up and yeah exactly yeah like it's only a year in so i don't know what the future's going to hold my progress might stop it might keep on going i might plateau like i just don't know so yeah i may as well try and jump on little every little chance i get at the moment exactly. to sort of further my progress yeah make the most out of what you got yeah yeah so like leaving the tablet like did you have any any stories from down there or um i was the king of the ping pong table yeah. table tennis table not many people beat me other than cam because he's try hard and, <laughs> yeah but um nah just ate a lot of uber eats like the food was so bad down there like they it's like a little canteen sort of thing yeah and you'd go like when i got there you're meant to get like a special menu and you can order whatever you like sausage rolls and shit no, never got that. So first night I got there, I had like, they said it was spaghetti and it was like little macaroni like bits that weren't cooked and like a whole lot of slosh just on top of them. And I was like, I'm never eating here again. <laughs> so from then on, mum and dad like, and my stepmom Mal would um, make food for me and just like bring it down um, from Bendio. So I like lived off their cooking, like yeah. refrigerated meals for like ages. But, like, there was one night there um, one of the nurses went in to get a meal for somebody and was like, oh, what's on the menu tonight? And they were like, oh, we don't really know. And she's like, what do you mean? And the canteen lady was like, oh, it's either chicken or fish. They could not distinguish between if this thing was chicken or fish. And they were, like, cutting it and, like, sniffing it and stuff. Couldn't distinguish if it was chicken or fish. That's how bad we're talking. Like, shocking. So, so fucking bad. Like, oh, that makes terrible. me vomit. Like, want to vomit can't just thinking about that. Fish and chicken, that's pretty fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what else happened down there? Oh, it's just amazing hearing about everyone else's story, like how their accidents happened. Yeah. Yep. Like, some of them are so intense, like, you just wouldn't think about it, which is just like, it just mind blowing. Like, my good mate at the start, Barry, he just woke up one morning and just couldn't move. Like, yeah, that's fucked. Yeah, I just woke up and just thought, like, was this line there and saying, I can't move? What's going on? So, yeah, like, some of them are just, yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty full on. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, 
with uh, what can, like, we're talking about, you know, like, yeah, hands aren't the best or, you know, and you're only just getting walking back. What else, along with the injury, like, what else has not worked? Um, so, muscle-wise, my, like, ab muscles and stuff is pretty weak still. Um, like, hip flexors and extensors and that, and that sort of stuff. Um, they're, like, fit very vaguely there. Yeah. Um, if we go down even lower, uh, I can't urinate by myself. So I use um, a self-catheterize. So it's like a tube that's like probably 30 centimetres long. And I stick that. Up the pee hole. Yeah, down my pee <laughs> hole. And, um, yeah, and that's like I get UTIs, so urine tract infections, yeah, I think they're called, yeah, because of that, because it's hands-on. So all the germs that are on my hands, if I don't clean. Like, clean them enough, go into my bladder basically. Mm, so, yeah. yeah. Um, but saying that though, like I could still get erections and stuff, but yeah. <laughs> as weird as it sounds, um, I can't, uh, shit by myself. Yeah. So I have to take tablets, Santa Cotton clocks will, um, most nights during the week. Um, and then I have to insert a suppository in the mornings. Yeah. And then, yeah, that sort of gets things flowing. So the tablets, is that like a laxative or? A, yeah. 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 Yeah, a laxative and a stool softener. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I only shit four times a week. Yep. Yeah. So I do it on a – do bows on a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and don't do them on a Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. So – and that's like a two-hour process in the morning, doing a shit in the shower. Yeah. So that's, that's like a two-hour process. And if it's like just a shower, it takes like half an hour every morning. So, yeah. Yeah. So – when you were down at Talbot, did you, like, speak to anyone, like, counsellors or anything? Um, I spoke to a counsellor. He was shocking, though. Like, oh, it was just, like, wouldn't even ask. It was, like, me and him sitting in a room for about half an hour staring, staring at each other. <laughs> and he just, I was, like, what a dickhead. Um, <laughs> I spoke to a sexologist, I guess you call him. Yeah. Um, just about, like, if I could get erections, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, what was working down there, what wasn't working down there, stuff, yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah. But um, other than that, that's about all I spoke to. Yeah. yeah. So outcome of the sexologist, can you have sex? Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I still can. Yeah. So I can still get a, a hard on, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all right then. <laughs> Juicy. <laughs> um, yeah, so after all that, it's uh, it was time to come home. Yeah, pack up, pack up shop, and come home. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, <laughs> no, <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, that would have been a relief. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Just being back home, being able to do, like, being able to sort of do things that I used to be able to do. Being in your own environment again, it's just yeah, elite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, was there any like renovations that need to happen back home for it to um, be? No, nah, luckily there wasn't. So yeah. that was good, but um. Yeah, like, just bringing all my stuff home. Like, I have to have a different sort of bed and stuff. Like, um, it's got to be mechanical, so it's got to go be able to like, go up, down. The head, like, your head's sort of got to be able to come back up. Yeah. So, like, a hospital bed. Yeah, yeah, it's just about to say that. Um, and in the mornings, like, to do my shit and a shower and that, I have to sit on a thing called a commode. So, yeah. it's like a, it's like just a big shower chair. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So, when you're 
planning on heading out for the day, doing something? Is it like it's obviously, process, yeah, yeah, you got to encounter like counting the whole morning routine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So morning, and then like if I do a poo in the morning, it doesn't mean that it won't I won't have to go again during the day. So yeah. sometimes it could be delayed, and then so then you're at risk of shit yourself. So what happens is like I usually I do my morning routine from seven thirty to nine thirty. I'll just run through a typical day. Yeah, yeah, yeah go for it. So yeah. I wake up, I'll do a catheter, it's like seven fifteen in the morning. And then from seven thirty to nine thirty I spend in the bathroom, um, pooing, showering, etc. Um then from there go back, get changed and all that. Um and then I usually don't leave the house until at the latest, like at the earliest, probably one twelve thirty. Yeah. Unless I have to, um, and that's just purely because I don't want to shit myself if I go out. So usually I jump back on the commode again, um, and I have to do checks to just make sure that um, everything's out. Um, so yeah, so I jump back on the commode, do that, then come back, get on the chair and stuff. And then if nothing comes out, then I'm free for the day. So, yeah, and then I usually go, like, during the week, I usually have a um, program up at the John Lindale Centre up the hospital. So that sort of fills in my time. And then if not, I just might, might go do something with my partner and our dog or whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So rehab back here at the John Lindale Centre, is yeah. it better than down Talbot? Um, I rate it very highly here, yeah. Can't speak highly enough of the staff that I see down here. Not saying that Royal Tablet was, wasn't good, like they're the best in Victoria, Tasmania. Yeah. So yeah, yeah they're very good. Um, but I didn't have high expectations of what Bendigo was going to be. Um, but yeah, it's just succeeded what I thought by far. Yeah. yeah, it's very good. Yeah. So you do some hydro. Yeah. So getting in the pool once a week. Yeah. At the moment. Yeah. So what was that like getting into the pool the first time since the injury? Um, so that was actually down tail where I got in the pool the first time and sort of, I was shit scared. Yeah. Cause yeah. the last time I remember being in water was my accident yeah. being face down for two or three minutes. So I was shit myself thinking that I'm going to drown probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So being in the water was like, took me back a little bit, but, um, yeah, once I was in there for a minute, I was, felt like I was home. Yeah, yeah. Love being in the water, so yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's good. That's what you want. Um, but yeah, it's like, uh, you kind of say like a bit of PTSD. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was a traumatic experience, I guess. So yeah, yeah, pretty see that spot on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so getting out and about in yeah. Bendigo or in Melbourne as it was, yeah. um, what's like the process you got to pack a bag when you got to pack a bag with like um like a heap of catheters and stuff um i'll do like a catheter before i leave so i don't have to usually because like i do my catheters every six hours so usually i don't have to do one when i'm out which is good because like the sable toilets are like filthy yeah absolutely. um yeah and then from there yeah it's sort of like when i'm out it's all right um some of the looks you get are like pretty like uh, what what the fuck are you looking at yeah like um I don't yeah like the young kids are alright because you sort of think they don't know better but like when the 
older people sort of start staring at you and that you're like what the fuck are you staring at like yeah grow up yeah yeah like you don't know if they're just staring because like like oh why is he in a wheelchair or like if they're staring because like oh what the fuck he's disabled yeah like you, yeah stigma yeah yeah exactly so that sort of plays mind games with you a little bit but um yeah once you sort of Fuck the haters, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta sort of like block me up. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a fair bit of planning that goes into it as well, like before you leave the house. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, will there be parking? Yeah. Is it accessible? That's the, that's the worst. There's barely any disabled parks. And when there is, there's always usually someone in it, whether they have a disabled sticker or not. Yeah. So yeah, that's fairly annoying. Yeah. Yeah. As it would be. Yeah. So we'll get into some questions that got sent in. Um, First one, what does the future hold for you? Who knows? Yeah, I really don't know. Um, hopefully go to uni or get a job somewhere, <laughs> doing something. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I really don't know what it holds yet. Yeah. It's yeah. all a guessing game, waiting game. Yeah, yeah. it is. It really is. Um, so I heard you're working towards regaining your licence. Talk us through this process. Um, yeah, it's a long process. So... I've got to actually apply for a new license. Then I've got to do some tests. And because I can't use foot controls because my feet don't move as quick. So I've got to get hand controls. Yeah. Um, so then that entails buying a new car, getting that car renovated. I don't know what the word is. <laughs> getting it modded. Modified. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Um, so yeah. So then I've got to get my car modified. And hopefully that goes through NDIS. But NDIS is shit. So that'll take like six months yeah. for them to accept the modifications for my car. So, yeah, and then I have to do a couple of driving lessons and stuff and don't know if I have to sit a test for my license again, but, yeah, yeah. I don't know. So we're talking years or months? Hopefully months. Yeah. But it'll be probably a year. Yeah. 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 Well, it's still better than not getting it back Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So what has the accident taught you about yourself? Um, great question. Who sent that one in? <laughs> Um, I really don't know. Uh, I guess um, how resilient and um, determined you can be. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> good answer. Good question. Um, before the accident, you're a keen sportsman. Have you thought about trying a new sport? Uh, I played tennis when I was down at Royal Talbot. Um, I was pretty good at that, just like most things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Natural gift. <laughs> but... I really haven't thought about anything else yet. Yeah. Um, I'm sort of more focused on my rehab. Yeah. 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 Um, did you watch a bit of wheelchair sports down at Talbot? Watched wheelchair rugby. Yep. Um, and that was pretty good. Like, it was pretty scary watching it, actually. They just <laughs> rammed the shit out of each other. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, that's all right. Um, prior to the accident, you were keen to do some traveling. Is this still an interest? And where would you go? Um, yes, in the future, it would be an interest. Um, where would I go? Uh, probably like a chuga. <laughs> nah. Yeah. Um, Shep. <laughs> yeah, Shepparton. Vanilla. Them sort of places. Uh, nah. Overseas, definitely. But I do not know where. Yeah. yeah. Still but, keen in um, Europe? Yeah. Or yeah. America. Yeah. Love to go to America, watch NBA. Yeah. Do all that sort of stuff, but expensive very very but fork out a fair bit yeah so um 
Name three things you are grateful for in life. Three things. Yeah. Uh, friends, family, and FIFA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> the three Fs. Yeah. Um, one year on since the accident, yes. has seen you make some massive progress. Where do you see yourself in five years, both physically and personally? Five years, hopefully walking. Yep. Without you having to use a wheelchair, and hopefully in a uh, reasonable job where I don't have to work so much but get a good income. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a dream. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I've heard there's a program in Queensland called Making Strides, which some individuals have had massive progress from. Is this something you've thought about attending? Um, no, I haven't really. I've heard about it um, and sort of looked at it, but... Yeah, I'm happy with the rehab that I get supplied with here. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you no point need to move. Yeah, sufficient <laughs> enough. Yeah. 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 Tickles my fancy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the future, do you see yourself taking up public speaking or even returning to the Talbot to talk to individuals who are in a similar boat to you? Uh, great question. Never really thought about it until now. Um, I know, I do this podcast and it's pretty shit. So... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if people really want to hear my voice, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. It's on the cards on now. The cards, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what has been the hardest thing about your journey in the past year? Um, just the little things, like not being able to do things you're able to do before sort of pisses me off a lot. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Talk yeah. me through the moment you found out about your level of injury. Uh, what was going through your head and did you cry? Um, I don't think I did cry. Um, Mum and Dad were in the room when I sort of found out that I'd never be able to walk and stuff again. Um, so they were pretty emotional. So I sort of um, tried to be a rock in a way Yeah. Um, for them. So, yeah, I didn't really cry. But um, some nights I'd think about it and get a bit, bit teary. But, yeah, I was sort of by myself. Yeah. 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 So, what was it? What was going through your head? Like, um, not much really. <laughs> sort of takes you back where you sort of like don't know what to think. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um. So what else? What else do you get out of bed each day to achieve your goals? Um. Great question. I wrote that one. <laughs> I really don't know. Just being seeing where I've come in the last twelve months to now. That sort of makes me think, well, the world's my oyster. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I can do anything. Yeah, yeah no, that's a brilliant quote there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I really <laughs> like it. Um, so another great question is, uh, I can imagine that there are days where you feel sad and have zero motiva- motivation. Yep. If you're willing to share, can you talk us through some of your darker days and how have you felt and what you did to overcome these moments? Another great question. My darker days. Um, yeah, you obviously have pretty dark days, but um, yeah, I don't really know how I overcome the emotions. I sort of just try and think of the positives that I've gained out of it. Yeah. Not not the negatives. Um, sort of got to try and take a glass half full mentality into it. Yeah. Um, my partner, side of life. Yeah, my partner's been really good. She helps me out a lot. Um, and um, I have two younger brothers 
that I love seeing and my older sister better include her because <laughs> uh, she'll get pretty shitty that she didn't get a mention. But, yeah, um, having my family around sort of, yeah, makes me... Does wonders. Makes me happy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, you're a very inspiring, motivated and unique individual who has inspired lots of people over the year. Name some of the qualities you like about yourself and how they aided you in your journey. Uh, qualities I like about myself. Uh, buff, pretty cheeks, <laughs> pretty good at FIFA. Um, no, nah, I really don't know. Um, yeah, well, I guess my determination I could be one, but other than that, I have no clue. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I couldn't, couldn't name a quality about yourself yeah. either. No, <laughs> 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 no, nah, nah, you, you're just tough, tough, real strong. Like, yeah. yeah, from like being a mate through the whole thing, it's like whenever I think like, fuck, this is shit, um, watching you go through it just makes it like, Yeah, being a mate through the whole thing and watching you just, you know, keep on keeping on, it makes makes you sit there and just be like, oh, you can't can't even be sad about it because this cunt's gone through it. So <laughs> you just got to like, you just got to pretty much just be like, if he can, like he's the one in the situation, if he can get up every day and keep, going to rehab and keep getting better and keep being happy, you just got to be like, yeah, you got to do the same. Thanks, mate. Nice to see you probably said to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's that's it for all the, the questions. Oh, thanks for having me <laughs> on my own podcast. <laughs> Don't know if I'll have you back. <laughs> oh, no, that's hopefully um, everyone enjoys this just putting up with us again um yeah thanks for listening yeah. uh see you next time yeah we'll get someone on next time so it's not just us but um till then catch us later Au revoir. <laughs>